Hey everyone, welcome to the next episode of Partnerships and SaaS. I'm your host, Barrett King, and with me today is Alex Glenn. He is a founder and CEO of both Partner Programs and Partner Hub, two really unique businesses and a ton of value obviously coming out of that group. Today he's joining the show with a really unique perspective on how to think about partnerships as a whole. So I'm going to ask the traditional question to start, but first off, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me, Barrett. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to have a chat. And the thing for me that's interesting is, I mean, I ask every guest this. This is kind of my standard go-to to kick off because it's a unique question that everyone has a different perspective. I ask, what does partnerships mean to you? And before you answer, we talked a little bit before we hit record here. I'm fired up to hear what you have to say. because I think this is really interesting. So everyone that's tuned in so far, get ready for this one. So I'm, I'm going to ask it. What does partnerships mean to you, Alex? Um, yeah. So Partnerships for me, and, and, and I think my background, and I'll try to be very quick with this, helps to understand my perspective and how I framed it. But I've never been in a partnerships role. I've never worked in on a channel team. The word channel, I honestly didn't pick up until I think uh, six months into partner programs as a business. So uh, where I come from with partnerships is really looking at it like I've got a low budget. I need to do a lot with my small team. And I need to jump into go-to-market motions that are already in play. So the word partnership is really, okay, well, what can I do for somebody that's already in motion in a market that I want to get into that's mutually beneficial and have them call me a partner and not call me a salesperson, not call me a marketing guy that um, they met in some way, shape, or form, but really call me a partner. So I look at it like Barrett's doing something for an audience that I want to know who I am. What can I do with Barrett so that at the end of our relationship, he calls me a partner? And if I can get that done, his audience has already seen my brand, has already experienced something from me, and I've already got what I wanted out of it. But my goal is to get Barrett to call me a partner and see me as a true partner. That's cool. That's really interesting. I wrote down when we were talking about it before, you said, when I was talking about partnerships, you said, well, partnerships is how you work in someone else's business mm-hmm. versus like a strategic initiative or whatever it is. So that's interesting. I want to talk about that. When you talk about specifically though, how you work, you said how you work in someone else's business. What does that mean to you? We talk about how do you work? Yeah. So the word partnership, I think, uh, especially if we're in SaaS, you know, SaaS partnership yeah. podcast, yep. it, uh, it gets diluted. It gets kind of confused. Uh, it gets broken up into many pieces and we sort of lose that definition and we've lost it. I think most of the people in partnerships have really lost the, um, the memory of what is, what is a partnership. So if we go back to what is a partnership, there's relationships between two people. A true partnership, your your spouse, your partner, um, and then there is a joint venture, something that you and I are doing that is business related. So if we remember that that is what a partnership is, then when you sort of create a partner program, if you're not thinking about it like what is the mutual outcome, what is the win-win, who specifically am I working with, not brand to brand, but person to person. That's why I have this hat on. That's why we have this moniker of the people are your partners. We try to remind these companies, companies every day that you're not out there trying to build a partnership just with another entity. You're trying to build a joint venture with somebody or multiple people inside that company 
to create that that win-win, which is more blank, bigger pie together. And I think another good analogy uh, is to think of it like I want to work with Barrett not to get a piece out of Barrett's pie, but I want to work with Barrett to create a new pie that we can then share it together, right? So I'm not after I'm not after yours. You're not after mine. We're really after something, and we want to create that. We want to bake that pie together. Yeah, I love the idea. I'm, I'm an analogies guy, so now I'm picturing pie. So you're you're winning there with me. It's like right up my alley. And when I think about the specifically what you're talking about in terms of creating opportunity together, it, there's so much talk right now of TAM, right? TAM, total adjustable market. How much, how much TAM do we have together and how does it change our TAM if we have partners involved? And that, I feel like that's just the new alignment and synergy buzzwords that obviously were kicked around for years. When I think about what you're describing, and, and I'm curious your thoughts on this, when you talk about creating more pies together, or maybe it's like the full Thanksgiving meal, you, you know, you bring the turkey, I'll bring the pie and we'll all, you know, have some good food together. How are you identifying, we'll go with the analogy, how do you identify the other food groups? How are you identifying the types of people that you want to engage with and specifically around that, the complementary nature of it? If we use the Thanksgiving meal, it's an American kind of thing, but to analogize mm-hmm. here, we're talking about, you know, a big bird, perhaps traditionally some fixing around it where you get some veggies and some starch and whatnot. Then you have your pie, which is a dessert at the end. And maybe it's many pies or whatever your tradition is. How are you identifying those different components that make up the perfect meal so that, you know, everyone gets to eat and it does get bigger in that sense. Yeah. And uh, the word ecosystem, that's, that's buzzy, very buzzy right now. (laughs) It's uh, it's going to be one of those things that gets lost. Uh, It's going to get lost in translation, but I think uh, if we were to keep going on this analogy, not to just totally beat it in, but I do like, I like visuals. I like mental, mental pictures. So, you know, you kind of look at it like, okay, well, the table is your ecosystem, right? And uh, you're a product, your brand, you're in your corporation that needs to grow and, you know, achieve your goals, etc. So you're looking at this table, that's your ecosystem. So when people say ecosystem, it depends where you're coming from, it depends what, what role you're in. And some people just don't understand it fully. But um, you have relationships with multiple other players that are developing their own ecosystems and all these ecosystems overlap. But you have your main turkey. Let's talk about the turkey for a second. Let's do it. Okay. So if I'm a SaaS product, most of the people listening are probably SaaS product, something or other. The first thing I need to do is identify my turkey. In the new world of ecosystems, products will start with the turkey. Uh, There are plenty of good examples in HubSpot's ecosystem, but HubSpot is the turkey in this example, in this analogy. So I am going to market in this table. I need to get into that table. I need to develop and and find my connections that are my cranberries and my stuffing and my et cetera, et cetera, to get to that pie, right? Pie will call revenue uh, or profit. I like that. Growth, series A, whatever your main OKR is or your main goal. Um, So the old world of ecosystems is everybody's kind of running in a straight line and trying to pull a bunch of things behind them. So another analogy picture, like a, a marriage car just married and all the cans are coming behind them. That's like yep. your old Microsoft's, you know, of the world, right? They, they're dragging their ecosystem with them because they're just, they were first to market. They created the market and you kind of had to be one of those cans if you wanted some of that, some of that uh, revenue from the Microsoft or the whatever Salesforce ecosystems, right? But in the new world, it's like, 
okay, well, I'm going to, I need to plug in to that. So I need to find my hub spot, my Turkey. What is it? I, I call these the big ecosystem drivers. So HubSpot is very much there on the e-commerce side. You've got Shopify, you've got Klaviyo's coming up. You've got these big ecosystem drivers. They're already generating a lot of revenue. So you find that turkey. And then it's a scenario where instead of looking at it like a straight line, and I just need to kind of drive forward and kind of pick up my own apps and my own partners and my own solutions providers behind me, what you see when you look down at the ecosystem is a bunch of directions that you can go to surround whatever it is that hub is, that main center is. And if you don't surround it, then your partners aren't connecting back to you. And then you don't have what I would consider a solid ecosystem strategy for today. So it's find your turkey. And then from there, you have to surround that turkey. So you have to find Solution partner A, solution partner B that are deep in that ecosystem, they're already partnered with tech product A, tech product B, tech product C. Your job is not to go wide and just find more of all these different types of partners or, or even just kind of continue kind of pushing out to the right or pushing out to the left. Your job is to surround. We call it a circle strategy. So there's a uh, another analogy. This is fun. Keep going. But uh, there's another analogy where you're the preacher in the church is either is either speaking to the congregation in rows. Uh, so everybody's kind of sitting in a line. And that's one way to get a message across. But the best way to get the message across is to bring everybody out of those rows, put them into circles and then have somebody speaking to each circle. Right. And then have the circles all staring at each other, all talking to each other. So if I enter the ecosystem with, okay, what's over here? I got to develop all these strategic alliances. And then I stop doing that for a little while. And then I got to go develop these solutions partner and referral partners and affiliates and influencers. And looking at it like a bunch of straight lines. That's the wrong way to go about it. It's find that turkey, then develop your relationship with that stuffing and that cranberry and whatever else is around the turkey already secure those relationships. So when they're talking towards each other in the circle, they're mentioning you, they're bringing you in and it creates a, a very, very sticky go-to-market ecosystem strategy. So circles versus rows, find your hub, which is that Turkey. And then, you know, kind of surround it, if that makes sense. Yeah. A lot. So look, first off, I'm hungry now. So thank <laughs> you. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm like, I want some Turkey. Oh, yeah, I want some mashed potatoes. Yeah, we're gonna have a little turkey this weekend, apparently. I've decided that. So that's, you know, kind of point one. But most importantly, point two, what I'm hearing you talk about is building, and we started this a little bit too, a community, building a group of people that are equally beneficial or benefiting, excuse me, each other. And the thing you just said really interestingly at the end there was this idea of because you built a circle, the value kind of resonates around, the value is reciprocated. So, you know, partner A that delivers value A can also cross collaborate with partner B and value B that still benefits you, the Turkey in our example and the customer that's obviously at the center of this relationship. And, and it's interesting to think about the shift away from the ideology of the preacher and the rose, your example there, just all these different, we could do this all day. I'm sure you and I are clearly having fun with it, but the idea of, you know, we're on our path and we're going to find businesses that will come with us versus 
We know who our customer is. And in that circle, we're going to identify different points of value, different intersections between us, our customer, and other potential businesses and look to those as the possibility of partner. Something else you said earlier on was the idea that it's less about program. I actually wrote this down. Less about program and more about that's someone I want to go to market with. And maybe there's other people that I want to go to market with that are similar to that. When I think about being in a position of making those decisions, maybe I'm building a program, growing a program, whatever it is, how do I start? I mean, I'm immediately sitting here going, okay, cool. I get it. I know that I want to build my circle, build my table, you know, build my, my opportunity to create community in that sense. But where do I begin? How do I identify those first players in that opportunity? Yeah. Yeah. So back to the current SaaS strategy, I think if we were to look at like a handful of SaaS, you tell me what you think about this. But I'd say if you know, we were to grab 10 SaaS companies off of Scott Brinker's MarTech list. I bet you seven out of 10 of those, maybe more, uh, would be an app of one of the ecosystems, a Shopify app, a Salesforce app, a HubSpot app, right? I'd say 70% plus. I'd, yeah, I agree. I think you're right. Uh, and then, you know, two or three somewhere in there are trying to forge their own path, trying to be their own thing, not require plugging in, not require um, starting with that integration. Um, those two or three, you know, out of those hundred of those types, you know, maybe one will become successful like a ClickUp, right? And be able to say, now we're that ecosystem hub and we're that driver. And then the other seven, what they'll do is they'll form strategic alliances deep in that same ecosystem, the HubSpot ecosystem. They'll find solutions, partners in that ecosystem. And um, when they get that solid base, that solid circle base, they're surrounding that ecosystem. Everyone in that ecosystem has at least heard of them, has at least looked at them in some way, shape or form. And many are using that. Then they'll decide to spin out, you know, then they'll say, okay, well, we've got a good base and then they'll spin out. So I'd say most SaaS are in that world. So if we talk to that world, you're an ecosystem product. Um, you need to figure out a, when, uh, on the product level, do you have enough validation? Minimum viable product is not it. It's it's a minimum viable partnership product, right? Meaning yep. like that solutions partner, yeah, they used it a few times and they referred it to somebody. That's not enough. It's really, they're looking at me through a different lens of not just does it achieve what I need it to achieve, but looking at it like, they're seeing the bigger picture and they're seeing, well, if I can just get this company to enable me and my team a little bit more and to work a little bit closer to us, I'm envisioning a bunch of service revenue around the product. 